It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lada, what do you got? All right, so this one's a crazy one. So California lawmakers have proposed a bill that would allow parents to sue social media companies if they feel their children have become addicted to their apps. Assembly Bill number 2408 will be known as the Social Media Platform Duty to Children Act. Lawmakers want companies to have a social duty to make sure that these apps are going to be, if they're going to be allowed for minors, that they are less addictive, stating that these companies use algorithms to select what posts are seen by people and these algorithms have came under scrutiny over how addicting they can be, especially to children. Now, I don't have kids. Obviously, I am not a parent. But I feel like parents also need to take responsibility, right? Like if they're minors, they kind of have some sort of control. I know like teenagers is hard cap. You have teenagers. But I mean, even though I do think there should be regulations, especially for cyberbullying and things like that. But I don't know how I feel about the addictiveness and I know how damaging they can be because I'm a psych major. But like, how do you how do you prove that? You know what I mean? To like a court of law. Just wait. If something like this were to pass, there'd be so many lawsuits. And some of them might have a legitimate gripe like, hey, look, my kid became addicted to social media, can't get off this app, schoolwork has suffered, vision has suffered. I don't know. They'll make up stuff. But the reality is you would have a very tough time, I would think, proving this. And there will be more frivolous lawsuits from people going, you know what? Facebook's got a ton of money, and so does Instagram, because they are part of Facebook and Twitter. We'll just sue them all. I mean, I just, that is, my God, that seems stupid to me. How about you parent your kids? Mm-hmm. Just no, that's hard, me. dude. No, it's just hard. It's too hard to parent my kids. I'm going to blame somebody else. Just be like, hey, you know what I tell my kid? She gets to use, on like, on, on, on the weekend. She gets to use her iPad from 4.30 to 7.30. That's what she gets. Like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's what she gets. Three hours. I mean, she gets a little during the week, too, like when we're making dinner or whatever. Like, she can use her iPad. So that's like an hour or two tops, making dinner if and eating dinner. But that's it. And it's like, the- this is the deal. This is what you get. End of story. When they're Impressive older, I guess that that becomes more challenging. But you, that doesn't mean you become less of a parent, you yeah. know? No, I'm impressed with the discipline, George. I, I always was, was one of those guys that, that thought I could institute that in the house and uh, never really followed through. But I also don't feel like my kids, and there's four of them, and they're all on social media. I don't think any of them are addicted to social well, media. Well, but I also think, no, right, you have to know your ki- right, you have to know your kids, too. Lindsay, I'm sorry, you, go ahead. You don't think that any of your kids are addicted to social media? No. I bet you they spend a lot of time on their phones. Um. I'll bet they do, but I just, I mean, it's not think, like I'm one of these people that where I'm sitting at dinner, I'm like, hey, 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 get off your phone. What are you doing? They're like, oh, I'm on Instagram. No, it's not like that. Seriously, I, and I'm talking well, about all four of them. And, and, Lindsay, I think that there's a difference between being on your phone a lot and not being able to put it down. You know what I mean? Like, you, I mean, I, I pick, I'm not, a, I'm not addicted to social media. Like, I barely, I mean, I barely even participate anymore. But I'm, 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 I check it. 
but it doesn't mean I can't put it down. Like, I, I think that there's a difference there. I think if I were going to sue a social media company for addiction to the platform, I'd probably be suing because I'm addicted rather than my kids being addicted. I am much more addicted to my phone and in particular social media than my kids are. Hence why There's a crazy documentary about like how they do the, like the the algorithm algorithms and everything to get people addicted. And if they want to pass this law, instead of doing that, they should consider doing what China does because over there they actually have like limitations in place where if you're a certain age, I don't know, I think it's, you know, minors or whatever, they only are allowed to have access to apps like TikTok and Instagram and stuff for like one hour a day during no, weekdays. No, Lindsay, Lindsay, you can't do that either, though. Really? <laughs> like, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna regulate yeah, yeah. that? We're going we're gonna to be communists no. now saying when it comes if, to I'm social saying, media? Again, no, again no. I'm saying if, if, this law, if this law is going to pass, you'd be better off putting restrictions on the timing of it. And then the other thing is they're not allowed to – they have to mix in like educational content with it. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with what you just said there, but um, and I think the movie you're referring to is the Social Dilemma, the documentary. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm most no. The, yeah, there's a different one that's oh. like newer. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I mean, yeah. Unless it's like innovation, there's very uh, little like you're going to tell me about laws that we should implement that would ever start with the words. I think we should do what China did, but um, I'm not saying that. I didn't that say it, that again. I said if you're going to pass a law, I like mean, this, you kind of did. No, I said you. If you're going to pass a law like this, you should consider looking at what they don't did make, in China. Don't make me ricky you. Because again, <laughs> if. I, I'm not I'm not saying they should do it. I'm just saying like maybe that's a solution to limit people's to limit kids access to it. I mean, obviously or you, you can just or people can just be parents. Right. Sure. That's probably Parenting's the hard, George. Yeah. Parenting's hard. You ever been to a restaurant and you look over at a table and there's a mom and a dad there and there's a couple of kids there and the kids are all on iPads or they're all on phones? You know, it's like, hey, guys, uh, we want to enjoy dinner tonight. So here you all play on your phones. Oh, I, listen, I get it. I've been there. I've done that. Like, it's not it's not an issue, but you also have to be willing to take it away. Yeah, I'm willing to take it away. And then once they start crying, I'm like, here, have it back. Go ahead. No. Cheers. Oh, you're that parent. No, oh, yeah. no, no, no. I grew See, up with parent. like a tough mom where it's like, Yora, andale. No, no yeah, yeah. Like, right, right. It's yeah. The, you're going to cry, yeah. but you're not crying like you're, you, it's not hurting you. So keep crying. Yeah. Like that's how my mom I'm soft like that, though, Laura. Like once they start crying when they were younger, the girls, once they started crying, they knew what they were doing. They're like, Dad will give it right back. Mm. All I have to do is cry. He don't want to hear me Well, no, they played you. Yeah. 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 They manipulated me, and I was manipulatable. (laughs) Yeah. 100% agree. Clearly, we know. Because, you know, Rachel does it, too. So. Well, no, she doesn't manipulate me. She tells me what to do. There's a difference. Oh, Sorry. Manipulation is like where you're trying to get what you want, but you're trying to go about it in a way like, again, crying. I'll just cry, cry, cry until he gives me what I want versus I'm telling you what to do. Do what I tell you. And that's what I do. I mean, because I've learned. I mean, it kind of sounds the same to me. But. Yeah. I was like, wait. Nah, it's different. <laughs> Nuance. Same, but... Nuance. Manipulation <laughs> versus bossing me around. I don't know. I mean, the just results be a little are the tough, same. man. Just be a little tough. Because, I, I, again, I don't have kids, so, like, definitely shouldn't be speaking. But I kind of had to take care of my sister's kids for a while. And uh, I was tough. Like, I wasn't, I was the timeout person. I wasn't, like. Oh, I, I am. I'm like, you know, yo, I'm my son, I'm like, yo, go, go. He know I don't even need to say timeout anymore. I just point, go, and, and he, knows. he knows he needs to sit on the first step of the stairs. Yeah. 
and and I think that's a thing. Like my sister, I have two older sisters, right? One of them gets walked all over by her kids. But she's like, why don't why don't they listen to me the way they listen to you? And I'm like, dude, because I give them what they want when they do something, you know, like right or whatever. But I'm also very quick to be like, no, you messed up. So you get time out. Right. Yeah, I'm terrible like that. Like I, I this past weekend, my daughter, who's 18, she was supposed to the get one that my, went to the game with you. No, that's that's Jillian. She's 19. Oh, OK. But, but my 18 year old daughter was supposed to take my 15 year old daughter to her track meet at eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Uh-huh. And at 9 a.m. in the morning, she was still not home to get her younger sister to the track meet. So I call her and I go, what in the hell are you doing? We discussed this. You knew that you had to get her in the car at 730 in the morning to get her to the track meet at 8 a.m. And my, my 18-year-old says to me, Dad, she's not competing. She's working at the track meet. I'm like, it doesn't matter. The coach told her to be there at 8. I told you to get her there at 8. And you're making up the rules as you go along. Well, guess what? Now there are consequences. And she said, oh, okay, well, what are those consequences? And I was like, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I don't really know what those consequences are, but you're in trouble. You're grounded. She said, okay, well, what can I not do? I'm like, I don't know. And then I was like, put your keys in my office, on my desk, put your keys in there, and you're not having your car anymore. And then, you know, I was in Mexico looking at, giant fish jumping out of the water and she was driving around going you're not here what are you going to do you're photoshopping your big old whale mm. well anyway photoshopped or not i mean she just I, I i i am a terrible terrible disciplinarian as a parent i acknowledge it i admit it i'll be telling my girlfriend you should do this and you should do that and if it were me i would come down on those kids and then she'll do the same thing to me she'll be like oh my god how can you not have consequences she needs to know and you have to take her car and yet both of us don't do that to our own children yet we both have great parental advice for each other about each other's children yeah i'm impressed with your discipline george i don't screw around bro i grew up with a hard-ass dad and mom for that matter too i mean i don't know if you've heard the story ireland loves to tell it because i've told it before where when i was like 11 or 12 and i was trying to be a smart ass my mom tried to hit me one time and uh because i was uh being a smart ass and uh i did like you know i blocked it i you know like high block you know like daniel they shouldn't have have put you in karate if they they that was their fault that is true that is their fault she would have landed and then i so i was sitting there watching tv in my room and she waited for me and, like, a few minutes later, I came out of the room. I was walking out of the room, and the only thing I see coming at me is the head of a broom. Boom. Oh, right in my face. Bow. Like She sucker broomed you. Bed. Broom. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Statues see, of limitations. See, this right. is the thing, though. Your mother, you're yeah. saying this, your mom hit you, right? Yeah. Okay, my parents both, mom and dad, both hit me. Like No, dad never hit, never yeah, laid a finger on yeah, me. Yeah, my dad neither. My mom. Mom. My dad. Mom, mom, dad. Mom, oh, my dad. Yeah. My dad would take his belt off, and once he took his belt off, I knew I was in big trouble. Man. I never got the belt. No, I, I mean either. Pe- yeah. Never got a belt. I got the belt on the ass. I got pepper in the mouth, and when things were really, pepper really. Pepper in the mouth. That's a oh, yeah, my mom I've would headlock me. <laughs> She'd th- my mom would throw me in a headlock. Sometimes, sometimes my dad would put me in a full Nelson, and then my mom would put the pepper in my mouth. So they, um, I, my dad put, my, not my dad, I'm sorry, my uh my ex-brother-in-law, um, I had an older sister who had uh, just gotten married. She got married very young. 
Um, she, her, I remember her, her uh, ex-husband, her husband at the time, put me in a full Nelson because my mom, they would want me to do, you know, the old Rocky egg yolk thing. Yeah. I, I mean, this is like the early 80s. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, they wanted me to do that for whatever reason. And I was like, uh-uh, ain't happening. And uh, they put me in the full Nelson, opened my mouth. Like, they, it was like a team effort. And they <laughs> stuck it in there, like, uh, on a spoon. And it was uh, gross. I'll t- I'll get, I've, I got one that's a little grosser, I think. Um, my mom and dad, they would, they would wrestle me into my parents' shower. And then they would, because they were threatening me. If you say that or if you open your mouth, you're going to get soap in your mouth. Anybody ever get soap in their mouth? No. No. The, the problem Again. with this, well, the, the problem with the soap in the mouth is this, okay? Back in the day, everybody used bar soap, remember? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, most of us, I think, use like liquidy soaps, you know, soaps that yeah. come in bottles. Mm-hmm. Well, back in the day, you would have a bar of soap. And that bar of soap would just disintegrate until there was nothing left. It might take a week or two, whatever. Well, my mom and dad would wrestle me into their shower. My dad would have me in a headlock, and my mom would be trying to jam this bar of soap into my mouth. But you got to understand, this is the same bar of soap that earlier in the morning, you know, I, I was cleaning my mom's armpits. Yeah. Pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. No. Maybe like, it had some not, hair in it or something? <laughs> yes. And from who knows where. From parts unknown, George. That's right. That's right. There there was that curly hair, and I thought my mom had shaved armpits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. All right. Enough. All right. We're done. That's enough. We're yeah, stopped. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, with you, you'll keep going. So, anyway. All right. Coming up next, I swear to God, UCLA is playing a huge game tonight, and I think they it can are? mean something, and we didn't get to talk about it again, so we will talk about it in the next segment. I promise. That's coming up in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Captain, did you know this was Elton John? Um, I did only because this song was featured on Alex Toussaint's Club Bangers ride. 45 oh, minutes, yeah, yeah. you know, on Peloton. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great song. Um, Do Alipa steal this one, too? No, I'm pretty sure if Elton's on it, it's not. It's original, so. I mean, well, it's kind of it's kind of a remake of an old song, so there's that, you know. So I don't know if she stole it, but it's not. I, the beat is original, is what I would say, although it is remastered, um, of a remake. But have you ever seen Elton John live? I have, I have a couple times. You? I've only seen him once at the Forum a couple years ago, right before the pandemic. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe his energy at seventy something years old. It was incredible. Yeah, I saw him first time many years ago. This is the mid-90s when he and Billy Joel were touring together in the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. I don't even ask what I was doing there. And I've seen him again. I, I, Vegas was, I think, the second time. This is a few years back. Um, yeah, Elton John's great. I mean, he really is. But um, I like the old school Elton John when he's wearing, like, the Donald Duck costume, you know? Yeah. I like old school Elton. Lindsay, have you seen him or no? No, I've never seen him. I just think he would be a cool concert. I mean, oh. I saw that 
the movie that he was in, what's it called, Rocket Man? Yeah, the yeah, the Rocket Man movie is pretty good. But yeah, it is great. I had, I you know, I, I, I mean, I'm fine. I like Elton John like the next person, but I wasn't like craving to go see Elton John. It was my wife who wanted to see him, and I was like, all right, let's go. So we went and got tickets um, to go see him at the Forum a couple years ago, and it was so much fun. Like I, I had an absolute blast at that concert. Well, it's one of those shows where you probably know every song, you know? Yeah, you do. You do know that. And you don't realize that you know that many songs. There's that part of the equation, well, too. That, and that's and, exactly what I was telling you earlier about Hall & Oates. The Hall & Oates is one of those groups that yeah. when you go to a Hall & Oates show, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I knew every single song. Yeah. Because they 100%. got that many. Yeah. And so the other part of the equation is and Mario, Mario Ruiz. Shout out to Mario Ruiz. I don't know if he's listening on a Friday this late. Um, he hooked me up that night with tickets to the Forum Club, too. So I got to go to the Forum Club, and this is obviously pre-COVID. There's a million people in there drinking, having, you know, doing their thing. There's a big Elton John cake uh, in there. And all of a sudden, I, I don't know if I've told you this story before. So my wife, maybe I have, but because I've said it on the air before. But my wife, I'm standing there. You know, there's like a buffet for food or whatever, and people at the bar getting drinks. So I'm getting, like, food or whatever, and my wife's, like, pointing behind me. She's like, behind you. And I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm looking left, looking right. Like, what is going on here? And she's like, she walks up to me. She's like, Larry David is behind you. I know you love him. And she's like, you should go talk to him. And I was like, absolutely not. I am in this salad line. And if I go up to Larry David, I'm going to be on Curb Your Enthusiasm and be the salad line guy. That is not mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Zero chance that I'm saying. That's right. That's probably what was going to happen. Yeah. Now, so. now, we have a developing situation right here. And, George, I think my TV is about 7 to 10 seconds behind your TV. Yes. St. Peter's is leading 64 to 61 right now with 14.6 seconds to go, and they're at the free throw line. Yeah, as a matter of fact, St. Peter's just hit a free throw. It's now 64-61 with 14.6 seconds to go. Okay, and it's now 65-61 because they hit a free throw, and you're 7 seconds behind. And Purdue launches a three-pointer and hits it! Holy crap! It's a (laughs) one-point game with 8 seconds to go! Next time you call an NBA basketball game and somebody hits a big say holy crap, you yeah. must say holy crap. No, that won't. I mean, I, it'd have to be like a playoff game, which, by the way, I will get some playoff games, according to the bosses. Wow, that was a crazy three-pointer. I just saw it. I think I'm more than seven seconds behind you. Oh, my God. 65, 64, eight seconds to go. Wow. Did that Come deserve on, a St. holy Peters. crap? Did it, Wait, deserve wanna... a, did it deserve a holy crap in your that... estimation? Oh, the three-pointer? Yeah. For sure, dude. It was a deep, high, rainbow three-pointer. Yeah. It was – George, listen, I'm telling you right now, no play-by-play announcer on the planet says, says holy, holy crap. crap. Yeah. And that that's would be, why – That would be my signature. <laughs> right. That's why you should say it. <laughs> People be like, yo, I love Sedano. I love when he says holy crap. Because when he says holy crap – that means something huge has just happened. Like when yeah. Marv Albert would say, from way downtown. Or when Kevin Harlan says, with no regard for human life. I mean, Oh, my are- God. Almost another holy crap moment. He missed front iron. And St. Peter's, a 15 seed, is going to the Elite Eight. O-M-G. Uh, Great news I for me. love this. Uh, love this. St. Peter's. Damn it. This is Dude, so Dude, no, great. this is great, Laura. It's if UCLA awesome. wins, awesome. that's what they're playing. I know, but like... <sighs> I had but money like on what? the other one. Damn, okay? I just had money on Purdue. Oh. That's why. I mean, I have UCLA to win the whole thing, but I had Me money too. on Purdue here. Yeah. 
Yo, Shaheen Holloway, yo, congratulations to that dude. First 15 seed to ever make the Elite Eight. I got to learn more about the St. Peter's team because when a school comes from a tiny conference, which, by the way, I don't know what conference the it Mid-Atlantic, is. The Mid-Atlantic uh, Athletic Conference. Yeah, and the only reason I know is because I saw like the signage on the floor that said MAAC, and I was able to put together the Mid-Atlantic part of it. But to have a team, this is one of those schools where you're like, what conference are they playing? I don't know. Where is St. Peter's from? Not sure. Who's their coach? Can you name a player? I mean, this is one of those schools where you just don't know anything about them. And what I really want to know is this. How does a school like St. Peter's beat a, a team like Purdue, but even go back? Well, I, I'll George, tell you why. They're, they're, they've completely changed the way they play defense. Shaheen Holloway has basically allowed teams to – they the, what they do is they protect the, the paint and, like, the – you know how everybody wants to – either you want to drive to the basket and get easy hoops or you want to shoot threes. But, you know, shooting threes in college, teams don't shoot threes as well as they do in the NBA. <laughs> so he's like, you know what? And by the way, in the NBA, teams like Milwaukee and Miami who have really good defenses have started to allow more teams to shoot threes because they feel like, okay, everyone's three happy. Go ahead. We're going to protect inside the paint and not give you the easy, easy ones and make you shoot contested three-pointers. And that's the, the defense that St. Peter's has adopted with Shaheen Holloway. Okay, that's a very good analysis. But here's what my question is. When you're a 15 seed and you beat a number two seed like Kentucky, which is a name brand, you know, people call it a blue blood kind of you know, college basketball program, and Purdue, not Kentucky or UCLA historically, but also another great program, when you beat schools like these and you come from a tiny little conference, my question is, is the roster made up of what they now call a super senior, a kid who's 22 or 23 years old, who's maybe a sixth or a seventh year college student because COVID got them extra eligibility? I just wonder if that's the case. I, I don't know enough about their roster, but I'll tell you what, man, I'm watching the coach be interviewed right now and the whole team comes running over to him. Yeah. You talk about a close-knit group of dudes, and that's what UCLA is, George. I mean, that that's really what makes it so exciting now. St. Peter's is the Cinderella of the tournament, and should UCLA get past North Carolina, it'll be UCLA against St. Peter's. St. Peter's, yeah. And, look, UCLA-North Carolina is going to be crazy tonight. Like, that is the game. I mean, they're all games to watch at this stage, but that one, because, you're to your point, two blue-blood teams. So... And look, I, let me ask you a question. If UCLA does the improbable, because right now they found themselves in a situation where, in theory, that's a favorable draw, right? Like, you, if you beat North Carolina, you get St. Peter's, you're going to the Final Four. And Gonzaga's out of the way now, right? So you're, you're looking at, no, I mean, they would have to play Duke potentially there. That would be really tough. Duke's playing a lot better. But, you know, because when you get to the Final Four, everything is tough. But... I mean, UCLA, if they win tonight, you know, I know St. Peter's been a great story, but I, I, I would imagine UCLA is going to be heavily favored in that one, too. Uh -huh. And UCLA, Mick Cronin is not taking anyone lightly in that situation. Well, first things first, UCLA got to get be by North, North Carolina. Carolina tonight. Right. Got to get, yeah. you got to win this game tonight. But the assumption that UCLA would be like, knocking their ticket or, or clicking their what – what is the phrase about – punching your ticket punching to your New ticket. Orleans. Punching your ticket to New Orleans for the Final Four 
it would be an automatic. But yet, that's the beauty of the tournament is that this is the Cinderella. By the way, you and I were on the air, I want to say it was Thursday of last week, when St. Peter's beat Kentucky. Beat Kentucky, yeah. And we, and we were going, this could be the Cinderella of the tournament. Who would have ever thought they'd make it to the Elite Eight and be waiting for the winner of UCLA versus UNC North Carolina tonight? Insane. Crazy. It's a great story. It is a great story. But if you're CBS or TNT or these guys, like, you want their story to end in the next game, though. <laughs> you, you don't necessarily want them, I don't think. Maybe. I don't know. They're, you know. I, I, I mean, because the year George Mason went to the Final Four with Jim Laranega, um, and people thought, oh, D.C. area school, there'll be a lot of D.C. people watching. It was one of the lowest-rated Final Fours ever. So yeah. St. Peter's people are going to say, oh, New Jersey, the New York audience will watch. Mm, probably not. <laughs> so, it, it, like, you want that to be over now against whoever wins UCLA, North Carolina. And, I, I look, I know Jaime Jaquez is a little dinged up, but he's going to play tonight. I'm curious to see how he looks. To me, he's the, he's the X factor here. If he can be anything similar to what he normally is, UCLA should win this game. Now, again, North Carolina is unbelievably talented. They have underachieved during the regular season, and they are hitting their stride here now. But it, it, UCLA, to me, is a better overall team, a more complete team than this North Carolina team. And they have the experience of going through what they did last year, most of those guys on this particular roster. They're name brands, right? Like, I think that's cool. You, you actually see a lot of returning guys from a team that went to the Final Four last year and lost in incredibly sad fashion, right? And one of the most crazy shots we've ever seen in NCAA history by Jalen Suggs of Gonzaga. Um, like to, for them to come back, like they have to me, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe they lose tonight, but I think they're going to win. It's why I picked them because I feel like Cap, much like when I was talking about the Phoenix Suns, how they learned right. from that experience, that, that heartbreak in the finals last year mm-hmm. and a couple of mm-hmm. plays cost them in the finals. I feel like UCLA has that vibe to me, and they've been dinged up a lot this season, and we both know how much I love Martin Jarman, the, uh, the the athletic director, so I root for them wholeheartedly. Well, I, I root for them also, not because of Martin, but because of Mick, because of our relationship in the horse racing world, but I got to admit something to you right now. Yeah. I love underdog stories. I love Cinderella stories, and now I'm on the St. Peter's bandwagon. I want to see St. Peter's do something spectacular. How crazy would it be? Just imagine this. St. Peter's makes it to the Final Four. Little teeny tiny St. Peter's from the Mid-Atlantic Athletic Conference in Somewhereville, New Jersey. Could they shock the world as a 15 seed and win this whole thing? Would that be insane? I love stories like that. Yeah, I love it until they beat UCLA. I don't want that happening. So. I know. There you, you go. Got UCLA there you go, Lauda. There you go. All right, Just we're going to break. We'll be back in three minutes. Big deal or no deal is next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, they have birria now at Boyo Loco? Really? Hey, we're here. We can't go to break because the computer broke. They have birria at El Pollo Loco? I just saw the commercial right now. Yeah, they do. Right? It's, I wouldn't Is it have good it. or no? I haven't had it. I don't think I would. What do you mean you would? You don't trust it? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I mean, I love my mom's birria, so I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go eat. I mean, birria. El Pollo Loco's fine. You know what I mean? You wouldn't I'd eat anybody else's? You'd only eat your mom's? No, no, I've had others, but I'm, I look, just a chain, say. a chain. It's like I mean, when it's they had chain, tamales, right? you know, it's like, I ain't going to eat their tamales. No. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, boy. So if I went, no if I do, I, because there's like a mom and pop uh, place, you know, Beto always says he sees me there. Um, he actually literally took a picture of me there, like my car. There. <laughs> uh, there's like a place in Harbor City I like to go and they have birria dorado tacos and I, I like eating them. And um, not every day because, you know, the dorado part is not so healthy for you. But um, yeah, like I, I so would you, would you go to like a mom and pop place? Of course. That's okay. different. Okay. <laughs> it's mucho diferente. I just was surprised. I didn't realize that El Pollo Loco had birria tacos. No, my friend my friend told me uh, like early this week, and she's Colombian. She's like, dude, would you try it? And I was like, nah. She's like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> she's like, no, 100% no. No offense, Pollo Loco, but no, not for me. No offense. I feel like now's a good but time to start doing some research on St. Peter's. Yeah. You know, maybe get to know them a little bit. Get to know their conference, get to know their players a little bit. You know, you make it to the Elite Eight, now's a good time to start researching, get to know this team. St. Peter's. Jersey City, New Jersey, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. What a story. I am just shocked. Uh-oh, I mean, wait. What? Ace Mamba just tweeted me. What do you say? At Sedano. Just had El Pollo Loco Birria for lunch. It's good, exclamation point. What? There you go. Don't knock it till you try it, girl. You find that hard to believe, don't you? I mean, look, there are some things. It's true. You can't knock them till you try them. But then you try them and some stuff happens. So, so Kat, if <laughs> Laura tries el birria, el pollo loco tacos, mm-hmm. and she goes on Instagram live, how would that go? Oh, your girl just ate the birria. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Now I'm going to go wash my hair. <laughs> Laura, when are we going to do another Instagram Live? Whenever you want. Well, what happens is you're on Instagram Live, and I happen to notice it, and that's when I like to jump in. But, yeah. I mean, perhaps we should start planning these Instagram I mean, lives. when Lindsay was doing this story about people who are addicted to social media, and you, you weren't lying. You are addicted to social media. Totally. I, I Listen, I admit it, and I'm not proud of it, but the problem is is that the phone used to be a phone. The yeah. phone is no longer a phone. No, the it's a phone computer. is now the most powerful computer on the planet in your yeah. back pocket. Yeah. And you can call people or you could text people, but yeah. you could tweet, you could Facebook. I still call people. Do you call people? I mean, I will have calls if they're scheduled, but if they're not scheduled, I don't call people like randomly. I like, like calling hey, trying people. To hope, trying to just get you on the phone, bro. Yeah. Uh oh. Eric Herrera tweets me and says, Those birria tacos at El Pollo Loco are made for people like Scott Kaplan. They are? What does that mean? I don't know. You should ask him. You should I'm ask. asking him. What does that mean? Yeah. You mean uh, it's like a nice intro to Birria? Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. I mean, the computer doesn't work, Laura, right? So we can't do the music or the open for Big Deal or No Deal, basically? No. All right. Well, what then, Lindsay, just ask us the questions. It's okay. <laughs> just, it's getting restarted we can, right now. <laughs> we, can, we can just do the segment anyway at this point. Like, just might as well. Take it away, okay. Lindsay. All Hold right. on. Here we go. <laughs> it's time for Big Deal or No Deal. Take it away, producer Lindsay. That was a great Chris Morales impression. That was. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's, wait. let's do it one more time, but hold on, hold on. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. No, no, that's, uh, that's, that's not... Radio Tinder. Bro. Yeah, that's do, the no. wrong one. Do, do, Different do, segment. Do, do. I know. I was just going to sing the Hill Street Blues song just to kind of give us a little feel, you know? Okay, that, that's fine. No, why don't you do Missy Elliott? We can do something different. Bing, ticka, ticka, ding. It's time for big deal or no deal. Take it away, producer Lindsay. All right, so new Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill was introduced in South Beach today after spending the first six years of his career in Kansas City. During his intro press conference, he addressed why he decided to join Miami, and his answer was very relatable. He said, quote, it's tough, it's really tough, but when somebody comes to you with a lot of money, it changes. Your feelings start to change a little bit. Of course, his new deal with the Dolphins guarantees him around $72.2 million over the next three seasons. So is Tyreek Hill basically saying that he ultimately chose money over everything, including winning, a big deal or no deal, Cap? No deal. No deal. Uh, look, he's won. He's got himself a Super Bowl ring. Believe that he played in a second as well. And um, he has made his impact on the league. And he was saying to the Chiefs, this is what I want. And I'm in the last year of my deal. And the Chiefs were saying, yeah, that's not going to happen because we got a lot of money wrapped up in this guy or that guy or need more players at this position. So, you know what, we'll let you go out there and seek a trade. And he went and found the most money that he could find. And if you've already won, go get paid. That's the way I feel about it. Yeah, I, I agree. He's already won a championship. He doesn't need to – I mean, look, I just like the honesty, period. You want to get paid? Go ahead. And especially if you've already won, no one should be complaining about that. Not that I'm saying you're complaining, Lindsay. I'm just saying, like, anyone who wants to bash him for it, like, okay, whatever. Who doesn't want to get paid? I feel like most guys are never going to admit that. Like, for example, Cap, we were talking off the air about how we were watching the Deshaun Watson press conference – and someone asked him, like, oh, you, you originally turned down the Browns, but then you changed your mind. Did it have to do with the contract they offer you? And he said it had nothing to do with that. And it's like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. I would think it That's had everything to do with it. I mean, exactly. we talked about this the other day. The way the Browns structured the deal for Deshaun Watson to give him only a million dollars in year one, and then he starts to rake in, the like, $50 million plus a year, um, they did that, or so it seems from the outside looking in, because if he's going to be suspended, he would lose a lot of money if he were making $50 million a year and he were suspended for six weeks, whereas if he's making a small amount of money and he gets suspended for six games, it's not going to cost him as much. But the Browns general manager tried to backpedal through that by saying, no, it's really more about the cap hit in year one, which is when Baker Mayfield will likely be dead money on their cap, versus going forward when you don't have the Baker Mayfield money on there anymore. But nobody's buying that. Nobody's believing that. Yeah, totally. So next one. The rumors are true. A BTS and Snoop Dogg collaboration is officially happening. So Snoop Dogg teased the possibility of the two acts teaming up together back in January. 
And then during an interview this week, he confirmed that he's joining forces with the K-pop boy band. He said, quote, it's good music. It's a vibe. I make good music. They make good music. And this is what it's always about, bringing our worlds together. Snoop, of course, admitted that he wasn't always aware of how big BTS is and he had to get some insight from his nephew. Snoop said, quote, he showed me five mother bleepers who look like the Asian New Edition. And I said, okay. So is Snoop collaborating with the K-pop boy band BTS a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Yeah, I think it's great. Like you're talking about, again, the most popular band basically in the world at the moment with one of the most popular and fun artists in the history of music like let's go sure big deal see i'm with snoop and uh, i would have to get my nephew i'd be like yo what up nephew can you tell me about this bts because i don't i'm with them also you know i I don't know bts either but i don't think it's a big deal because pretty much snoop will work with every and anybody I mean, really, I mean, once Snoop started working with Martha Stewart, I was like, all right, Snoop just will work with anybody, which, by the yeah. way, I'm, I'm here for it. Just so Ain't you know, nothing I, wrong with it. Yeah. No, I'm down. So very down. Yeah. All right. So down. That is a big deal. No deal. Thanks for taking it away, producer Lindsay. Um, and it sounds like the computers are back up. So we're going to take a quick break. One last segment to go as uh you know, I'm ready to watch some some March Madness UCLA in action tonight on TV. It's going to be on. Uh, I believe CBS tonight uh, is the UCLA game. So channel two here in LA. But before that, we got a one last segment, a Scotteria for you on the way out this week. We'll do that in just a moment. Stick around. We're back in a couple minutes. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I got no problem with that, Christopher. I love this song. It's a great song. Um, happy birthday to Diana Ross. Um, I love Diana Ross. I'm just going to say that out loud right now. I don't care. Queen. Don't judge. All right. Why? Why? Who would judge you? On that? You know, everybody be like, oh, you're so old. You're such a boomer. Diana not, Ross. Dude, she's Ooh, like no. a, one of the queens of music. Queen. Dude, let me tell you something. I was the only straight guy in the house last time I saw Diana Ross and I was <laughs> jamming out. And they were loving me. You know, I love Serious. her daughter, too. Tracy Ellis Ross. Love her. Oh, yeah, she's great on um, Blackish. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. I, I know loved that. her on Girlfriend. Her daughter, the show Blackish. You're familiar yeah, with Yeah, no, right? I know the show. I, don't, I haven't Anderson. seen it yeah. too much. Yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah. I'm familiar with it, but I just haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, Diana's daughter. I, I did not know that. You did not own it. Uh, no, I mean, are we really surprised about yeah, this no, at no, all? Yeah, no, 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 I mean, no, I'm not like, surprised. Like, I didn't know. I mean, I don't I didn't know it either. It's okay, Kip. I didn't know either. Really? Now, you not knowing that, now that is a surprise. That is shocking I don't think she's very funny. Diana Ross? What? She's not no. funny. No, her daughter. Oh, Diana Ross's daughter. Oh, that's different. I love her. I mean, I've her. only I've only seen her like once on like a stand up thing and I was just like, oh. Yeah, she's alright. No, right. but on that show, she's hilarious. I can see the stand up thing not being her thing, but like I got introduced to her on Girlfriends and that was my show growing up. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Is she a stand up comedian? No, she's no. Like an actress. She used to be. She's an actress. Oh really? Yeah, my girlfriend sent me a uh, note the other day that she wanted to go see Amy Schumer. 
Yeah. You guys ever? Uh, okay. So, so, so I so, used to love if you, Amy if Schumer. If you go to that, then you're like, oh, man, if she can drag you to that, then she has all the power in the world. Yep. Well, yeah. just, so you, just so you know, just so you know, here's what happened. She goes, hey, I think it'd be really fun if we went to this Amy Schumer concert. And I said, well, I'm going to have to say I'm not going to go. And she said, <laughs> this was her answer. Oh, okay. Well, then will you get me the tickets? <laughs> Yes. Like, like, it wasn't like, what? You don't want to go with me? I saw Amy Schumer do stand-up in an arena. I'm talking like 12,000 people. And there was this woman in the front row. Again, remember, 12,000 people. This isn't a comedy club with 200 people. You know, th- this isn't the, uh, you know, the funny bone in a, in a strip mall, okay? This is like a real concert. And there was a woman in the front row that must have been saying something to Amy Schumer, and she would stop the show to bark at this woman, not like school her, like you're trying to you know, heckle me, and I've got all the quick-witted responses. And I'm thinking to myself, you got 12,000 people here. You're making a fortune tonight. You've worked your way up through all the small clubs getting heckled, and one person is going to distract you from the rest of us here? So I listen. Amy Schumer might be great for all I know, but I'm not going to see her in concert again. Just making a political statement. You're there. not they, missing anything. Making though, a real stand right there. She early in her career, she was incredible. I remember watching her on those comedy roasts. She did the Charlie Sheen one, I want to say, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't know. Like I, I have found her less funny as time go, goes by, and it, it, I'm not blaming her. Like there's plenty of people that love her, and you can love her. It's just, you know, it's not for, it's all subjective, right? Like, you know, it is what it is, so. All right, well, it is yeah. what it is. Um, do you got a Scotteria here or no? Well, I would like to, uh, I'd like to pick a little bit of a bone with you, George Sedano. A bone, bone That's picking, right. here we go. That's right, I got a little bit of a beef with you and your beef. attitude this week. That's right. Eat a pork chop. That's right, I, I didn't like your attitude this week, if I'm okay. being honest. Okay. Okay, I'm going to tell you what it's about. You ready? Let's see. I feel... Like, you did not give me Mm -hmm. the proper amount of credit Mm -hmm. that I believe I deserve Mm -hmm. for being a 52-year-old, middle-aged, white guy, father of four, Mm -hmm. who shows up at a Laker game in a rompim. Yeah. I feel like you blew off my whole romper thing. I don't feel like you gave me any love. I don't feel like you gave me any credit. I don't feel like you looked at it and, like, up and down me. And, and as a matter of fact. I mean, I literally stopped the middle of a national broadcast to come give you a hug. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, no. I don't know. I feel, like you, I feel like you gave Clinton a nice hug. I feel like you gave Bergman a nice hug. I feel like you gave me half a hug. And, and mid-hug, you were off me and you were hugging Lindsay. I don't feel like I got proper amount of hug love. <laughs> I feel like I was about two seconds gypped from your hug. <laughs> That's funny. I will look back. There's a video, so I mean, we can just yeah, like, go back. go watch the video and analyze the video the way I have. Yeah, I'm like, I don't feel like George gave me the proper amount of love that I feel I was due. Okay, I'm gonna see. Where Take is a look at this video. Where's the video with me in it, though? Hold on. Now, while you're looking up this video. Lindsay, there have been a lot of people who this week have complained that me, Clinton, and Bergman rocked real rompers, and they said that your romper didn't count. Now, I've defended you, just so you know, and said she's a girl wearing a real romper. We're dudes 
two of us wearing kind of like costumey rompers and one guy just pulling it off. That was Clinton. He just looked money. But I will say, in all seriousness. Okay. All right, go ahead. Look at it. So Clinton got a half, like a half bro hug. Mm -hmm. Okay. He comes in because he gave me, I went right hand. He gave me left hand. He had his arm, his right arm holding something, maybe like a clothing like he was wearing thing. a jean jacket. He did have a jean jacket with him. Okay, so he had that on his right hand. So I okay. gave him a a shoulder, right? He pats me on the back. Bergman got a full hug because he came straight at my body where we were positioned. Mm-hmm. Okay, like as I was giving Clinton the half hug of the left, sh- the right shoulder, Bergman was legitimately like perpendicular to me. So. Mm-hmm. I, he came He came in for a full hug. What am I supposed to, reject the full hug there? And then you, I came in, and I actually give you a little squeeze around the uh, a squeeze around the waist, almost a little pat on the backside, too. That's more than Clinton got. So you feel that you've reviewed the tape now and that you've given me what you thought was an ample amount of love coming from you to me. Yeah, look, I will take a screen grab of it right now and send it. Um, as a, and then I will also send the one with Clinton. Only and, you, Cap. Well, I you. just felt, Laura, I was, my feelings were a little hurt. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't laugh about that. I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, I got feelings I too. I can't you know? laugh about that. I'm not laughing. I mean, I no felt more. like, I mean, I'm like, George, come on, man. Come here. Give it to me, baby. Yeah. Whoa. Give me more hugs. I hey want, now. I want, yeah, I whoa. want hugs and the hug that I want. I don't know my issues with that. <laughs> right. So I look, wanted, I've just sent the, 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 what Clinton got at second and what you got first. Okay. Now, you go – let Lindsay and Laura decide. Uh, both pictures come through on the yep. text? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, we'll start with you. Who got more love based on the body positioning, Clinton or Kaplan? Uh, I think it looks like it, it was definitely you, Cap. Maybe yeah. not as much as Bergman, but it was more than Clinton for sure. So George, I just hold want to on, make sure hold I'm on. Clear. Now, now Laura's turn. Okay. I'm analyzing. I'm analyzing. But uh, Cab, I want to have your back, man. But you definitely got more of Sedano than Clinton did. Well, I feel like I'm entitled to more, frankly. But he knows Bergman longer, I think. Right? I've also, I have no. all. Now again, I have no. also known Bergman since 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I haven't known you. I've known you longer. Oh, but, just kidding. but again. As we roll the tape here, okay, I will roll the tape. It's all about the positioning. Yeah. So here, here, I'm going to show you exactly. I mean, look, I'm really good at this screen grab stuff. From my I'm impressive. <laughs> You're impressive, and I am impressed. And, and I am showing you. So this is me literally. Look at Clinton's arm still on my shoulder, and okay. I'm going right. And as I'm turning, Greg is right in front of me. So, of course, he's going to get more hug out of me. I just want to say that if you feel... I even look surprised that I'm getting more hug from Greg. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm getting a straight Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Like, look at my face right there. But but if you feel like you gave me the love that I felt like I deserved, then I will retract. However, I I think you should recant your statement. I just want to say, though, that I felt like all week long, like, you know, I just don't feel like there was the proper amount of love. And I'm. I've been kind of holding it in all week, if you want to know the truth. Yo, yeah. I have well, to say, what Beto Duran just tweeted to you tweeted guys. is amazing. <laughs> amazing. I just saw it, too. It's amazing. I love it. Kiko. I love this. It, it, you have to be someone who's Hispanic to get it, but it's hilarious. 
Bethel. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, but it's I don't get it, but I it's really want to It's just basically you being a drama yeah. queen, basically. It's Listen to me, Beto. I want to be properly loved. I show up in this romper. LeBron is not giving me the love that I think I'm due by not playing. Again, always about you, though. Mm-hmm. George Just comes like out. when we started, the what was the conversation earlier that we were having that you started with yourself? Oh, hey, LeBron. George. LeBron mm-hmm. not playing. You were like, I showed up in a romper. Oh, you were doing the game. And, you know, like, you know, it's just, it's always you. And, right. and Cooper Cup was in the house. And Cooper Cup last, right, yeah. Cooper, but Cooper Cup moved first, then I went into second, and you moved down to third. Yeah, but you made So that it wasn't all about me. This is all about you. All right, we're done. This is not about you anymore. That was your Scotteria. We're done here. Great job, Kaplan. Yes, sir. Great job. Great week. Uh, great week, uh, despite your, uh, your issues. Uh, Lindsay, excellent work. Laura, excellent work. We'll talk to you on Monday. See ya. Have a good weekend.